Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Today's date is Wednesday, August 4th, 2021, and today we are reading in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are on page 76, the second paragraph, starting with, when ready, we say something like, Today's readers are, and thank you so much for your service, Team Wednesday, Nancy C., Crystal P., Susan S.H., Kelly D., Tenzin P., and our newcomer greeter, Yvette L., and the host for our second unrecorded hour, Leslie M. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, August 3rd, 7 a.m., 17,475. That's 17475. And for the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, 17,476. That's 17476. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Kelly D. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Kelly. Thank you very much. This is Kelly D., compulsive overeater in Indiana. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so much for allowing me to do service, and I pass. Thank you so much, Kelly. I will now ask for um, Susan S.H. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Susan. 
This is Susan S.H. in Ohio, and grateful to have an opportunity to service the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Our common welfare <clears throat> should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overreaders Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass. Thank you so much, Susan, and thanks for filling in. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. And if you go over the three minutes, you'll hear me say time. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, Press star one to unmute your phone. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star, phone, star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the big book. We are on page 76, the second paragraph, and I am going to ask Nancy C. to get us started. Go ahead, Nancy. Good morning, Amy G. Good morning, everyone. This is Nancy C. Gratefully Recovered in Ann Arbor, Michigan. When ready, we say something like this. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. 
I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have then completed step seven. Wow, good morning, everyone. And this is a major, major paragraph in the big book. And I'm not even going to do a dent on talking about what it means to me today. But I'm glad that we have a WE program and people who share after me will um, elaborate on so many other parts of it. But this step for me, what is this step? Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. I mean, it says when ready, you know, we have just really taken a look at um, our defects of character in step five and um, became ready to have God remove them um, from us. You know, I, I have moved from a place of being self-centered to being God-centered um, after step five. I've looked at my character defects. I've seen how they've harmed myself, how they've harmed other people, and most importantly, how they're blocking me from my higher power. And that if I truly want to be in the relationship that he has now given me, a relationship directly with him, I need to be ready to have him remove every single defective character so that I can be of service to him and my fellows. You know, humility is important. Um, I was the most egocentric and self-absorbed person um, on the planet. Um, you can debate that, but for me, that's, that seems to be true. But Going through this step and really seeing how um, I acted when I was in the food, um, I needed to recognize that the severity of my character defects and how they offended um, people, how they hurt me, and how they blocked me from God. And then really taking a look at step six and seven as my step one again of powerlessness over those defects of character and that I by myself can't remove any of them. And I really need to go to God and ask him, just like to remove my obsession with food, um, to remove those character defects so that I can be of service to him and my fellows. Um, and that this is an enormous thing. I mean, I can't do anything by myself. And this is all God-centered. And I have to remember that. Um, I'm in direct communication today with God because of step six and seven and because he chooses to take my defects and my goodness. You know, the goodness to be able to help him is also important. It says, um, I offer myself to you good and bad. Um, my goodness is what helps other people and making those defects be gone on a daily basis um, allows me to be of service to my fellows and to um, share what God has so freely given me as a result of this program. So I am so grateful for this healthy meeting. I'm so grateful for everyone who's helped me, for all the people that I know and I haven't met yet on this journey. And um, for the newcomer, stick around. This is a marvelous, strong program. Ask to get a big book sponsor and work through these steps because it has truly transformed my life. And thanks, Amy, with that I pass. And I'm looking forward to hearing what other people have to say. Thank you so much, Nancy. What a great way to get us started. 
Um, we'll now take uh, names of those who would like to share, but just a quick note is, um, you know, although we value your experience, strength, and hope, uh, we'd like to hear from everybody. So if you've shared on either Monday or Tuesday, uh, basically every third day, uh, we ask that you step back so we can hear the experience, strength, and hope of others. So who would like to share on what was read? Linda D. Linda D. Tina S. Tina S. Karen K. Karen K. Kelly Reva P. Teresa, I think it was Teresa P. Reva P. Kelly, did I hear Kelly in there? Yes. Kelly. Kelly F, right? F or F? Okay. S is in Stafford. Okay. Anyone else? Tessa Q, South Florida. Tessa Q, okay. All righty then. A great start. Here we go. Linda D, Tina S, Karen F, Teresa P, Reva P, Kelly F, Tessa Q. All right. Go ahead, Linda. You're up, followed by Tina S. Linda D. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. So happy to be with you. So grateful to be recovered. This is such a wonderful, life-giving program. I um, As I read this uh, paragraph or so, um, I was taken back to when I started in the program, and um, I'd completely forgotten this till just now. Uh, when I um, when I I've been in the program like half my lifetime and I'm 77 so do the math um, a long time and it was such a different me and it was such a different program in the sense of my of my understanding of this program because it was big book and um, anyway I remembered that I I read this and I went uh huh uh huh uh huh and it was so fast. I just went, yep, that makes sense. Okay. And then on to eight. <laughs> and it's many years. I had no idea what I was what I was reading. I just went, sounds good. Okay. And um, it's many years later. And this means so much to me. I um, I have to run everything by my higher power, by God. I couldn't even say the word then, and I did not want to hear it when I started out. It was like, oh, you people, God, 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 what a bunch of crap. And because I know it's not real, I'm just sure I'm so smart. And I guess I wasn't so smart, huh? My life was down the toilet, and I knew that. That I knew for sure, and I was serious, but God, oh, dear. Lip service. Lip service sank my boat further. So it's many years later, and of course, and I'm going to say this for me, of course there is a higher power that runs everything and does a beautiful job. And uh, and I have to, I don't have to, I can go it on my own and screw up, or I can surrender. And that's the whole point, because um, God knows what is best for me. Today I woke up and I was very sick. I won't give you the details. I don't think you'd like them. 
but I didn't. But I said to God, what are you trying to teach me? What the hell is this? And I heard humility. And I thought, humility? I certainly know that one. No, I don't. I had pushed my body way beyond what my body could handle in terms of activities. And I was shot. I mean, super shot and sick over it. So I humbled up real fast and threw myself on the couch for a meeting because you need to hear that it's hard sometimes. It's hard sometimes to see where it's my fault or my what my part is. Thanks. I pass. Thank you so much, Linda. Okay, Tina S., you're up, followed by Karen S. Go ahead, Tina. Thanks so much, Amy. Tina S., recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. I'm grateful to be on the line. What a great read. You know, uh, in perfect timing for me, I was on a meeting last night, and we uh, we talked about the six steps. So how cool is this? You know, and what and I, you know what I always share is when I first came in the rooms and I first did the steps. You know, by the time I got to step six, which was right after step five, you know, the same day, you know, I was entirely ready. You know, I was committed. You know, and um, and then you know to have God remove these defects of character. Yes, please. And but I didn't understand any of it. I thought there was something that I had to do, of course, so that this could happen. What I've learned over time is that. My creator, I'm not willing that you should have all of me, good and bad, you know, to remove the defects that stand in the way of my usefulness to others. Now, you know, I didn't really come in here to be useful to anybody except for myself, and that's just the truth. But over time, today, you know, I can tell you that's not where my mind is today. That's not how I act today. That's not even what I want today. I want to be useful, and I want God, you know, to to remove these defects of character, which still crop up. You know, I'm always sharing because it's just the truth for me. There are some things that I still have hang on to that serve me, you know, so I'm not up against the wall, you know, I'm not in misery, but, you know, there's some things that still serve me that may not serve others, and, uh, or, um, excuse me, that do still serve others, (laughs) you know, because I'm still using them, but I'm always ready, and I love that humility was talked about, you know, I came into the rooms and somebody slipped me a piece of paper and it said, humility is not thinking less of myself, but thinking of myself less. And that I have an opportunity to do today, to be right-sized. And that's what this step gives me, you know, a lesson in humility, to be right-sized, to be a worker among worker, you know, to be uh, another bozo on the bus. And, and from here, you know, then I can move on to 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. And I continually do this stuff daily because, you know, one day at a time is all I have. And I get free daily by the work that I do. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Tina. Karen S. followed by Teresa P. Go ahead, Karen. Good morning. I'm Karen K. from Syracuse, New York, recovered compulsive eater, and my credits don't transfer. What I love about the, the seventh step and the prayer is I recently learned that the third step doesn't have a, a, a men at the end of it, so be it. But the seven-step prayer does. So when I pray that prayer, so be it. So my experience in, in with the seven-step and using the prayer is when, now this is the goal, I don't always do this, um, when I feel self-centered or when I feel frightened, um, whatever, 
uh, character defect that seems to be popping up. I ask God to help me with it, to to stay out of the way. Not, I don't ask God to help me. God does the work. I just ask for help to intercede during that time so I don't have to do a, a tense cup. And um, I'm taking this yeah this year class, you know, um, on the uh, big book um, in the twelve steps, and it's 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 changed me. These steps, the way we're doing them, and the book hasn't changed. I've changed. And um, the woman that came into OA on uh, July uh, um, July fifth, two thousand nineteen, is not the same person today. I, I was hopeless. I was full of self. I, um, I, you know, food was the problem. Food was my solution. I was no longer, you know, um, the seventh step is grace. It's grace to uh, invite my God in for, for help. So I don't do the same things that I used to do. And it's gotten better. It's like, I went to the store and they do those self-checkout things. And um, I accidentally did not, didn't realize when I got the car that I didn't pay for one item. So when I get out this meeting today, I'm going back to the store and I'm going to pay for the item. I was on a pressed, pressed for time where I couldn't go back. And that's the honesty part. You know, I, I really was torn at that moment, but I know what the right thing is to do. Um, I'm just so grateful for a vision for you and uh, this meeting and um, and just asking for prayer and, and a, a guidance uh, how I'm how would God have me be and the people that I'm working with and uh, getting married in 70 days but who's counting and uh, and that class I'm taking saved my relationship of me being self-serving selfish um, manipulative um and vision for you has just completely changed my life because how we use the big book for that i'll pass thank you thank you so much karen k all right Teresa p followed by reva p Teresa, you're up please go ahead uh good morning i'm Teresa p a grateful recovered compulsive overeater and uh, really glad to have this paragraph also because you know, it goes back to when ready, um, humbly ask him to remove our character defects. And, you know, there's particular ones I, that I see that I would like removed, but, you know, I don't get to get to um, make the choice on what gets removed. And that was a surprise because bottom line is, is, you know, another character defect pops up, which is, you know, I want to look good. <laughs> Let's remove this nasty one over here, you know, uh, this one where I want to, Oh, I want to. Well, I don't really think I'm a controller, but I am. You know, manipulator. That sounds really awful because you know it's just like, you know, who wants to be around a manipulator? But that's what I do. How can I figure out how to get you to do what I want? And so, what I get to do is just look. You know, just participate in my life and be aware. And uh, one of the things I have heard is God could find some of my character defects really useful now i don't want to i have i'm very forgetful i do not wish to have that uh, character defect of being very forgetful i mean it really looks bad when you can't remember the grandkids name or even what happened a few minutes ago and and i get to admit it 
rather than try to figure out how to look cool in all this. Just go, well, I forgot it. In fact, I got a lot of opportunities to admit how much I was forgetful. And so now I'm grandma forgetful. And you know what? I felt relieved that I didn't have to act like I knew what was going on. I could just say, whoops, I forgot again. And, and then we got to laugh about it. I got to laugh about it and just go, oh, it's just part of being part of the golden age here. I'm one of the, I'm 71, so I'm part of the golden crew now. And just accept, you know, where I'm at and, you know, and where other people are at too, because everybody is having, you know, difficulties of who knows what. And um, that uh, I get to uh, have, you know, just be, oh, and just how about being honest, Teresa? You know, I lie a lot. I didn't realize, I thought I was really honest, you know. But, you know, I lie to people about, you know, who I am and what I need. I don't say what I need. I don't say what I think. You know, I hold it inside. And then, you know, I erupt in a volcano or, you know, I try to figure out how to get something from you without telling you what I want and need. So now I can just say, well, you know, I need this. And it was, uh, and to tell the truth, one of the amends I made to my husband was to tell him the truth. I've been lying to him for 50 years because I haven't told him the truth about what I need and want. Time. And, and now I get to. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much, Teresa P. Reva P., you're up, followed by Kelly S. Go ahead, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. So what's striking me this morning is, first of all, when ready. And, you know, sometimes I think I'm ready to just say this seven-step prayer. Please take all of this. Uh, please, please make it all go away. But sometimes I'm really not ready. And if I'm not ready, I need to go back to step six and look at, am I getting some payoff, some strange kind of benefit from my defects because a lot of times I really am and I just hang on to that. So then, okay, I got to be ready. And the thing that strikes me the most, you know, the first uh, time I really started understanding this step, you know, I thought in step four or five when all the defects were becoming revealed and I was aware of all the things that were blocking me, I thought I could just use self-will to do the opposite of the defects. And it was a real um, educational process and uh, trying. Oh, Reba, we lost you. Reba, are you there? Uh, We seem to have lost you, Reba. Sorry about that. We're going to have to move on then. Kelly, are you there? Kelly S., please go ahead. I am here. Can you hear me? Uh, Yep. Go ahead, Kelly. All right. Hey, guys. It's Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Eater and Bulimic in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Grateful to be here. So excited to get to share on this paragraph. Um, Six and seven has just rocked my world with this process, especially this last time through. Um, So I heard this... uh, a speaker not very long ago that I love to listen to. He's got 30-something years, and he was talking about six and seven, and he said that, you know, people ask him, you know, the question is all time, why is there just like one paragraph for each one of these, six and seven, right? And he said, because his opinion is that this is where the change 
starch. This is all about the transformation. And this whole process is about transformation, everything about this. So really, this whole book is about six and seven. So there doesn't need to be more paragraphs because the whole book is about it. It's about the transformation. And that just, I was just like, wait, what? I'd never heard that because, and then that is exactly how my sponsor is, it's kind of her attitude too, you know, this is the thing, six and seven, you know, changing, you know, transforming, becoming that person God wants me to be. That's what all of this is about. So I can get closer to God, so I can be a service, you know? And then, you know, what I wanted to talk about, I know we talked, a couple of people talked about this yesterday, why this has changed for me so much is, you know, um, I can't make myself need for this food, right? I can't make myself peaceful, but I can make a food commitment. I can weigh and measure my food. I can do my food prep. I can do those things. God gives me neutrality. Same thing here with my character defects. So I can't make myself selfless or forgiving or not judgmental or peaceful. I can't give myself that, but I can do loving behaviors and I can have a plan of action. So, you know, gossiping or character assassinating, you know, I can walk away. I can change the subject. I have a part in this, you know, I can't, God's not going to zap the fork out of my hand and God's not just going to zap me. Like I can't say, I want to be honest and keep on lying. You know, I want to be kind and loving and keep on gossiping. I have a choice here. And it says here, I go out from here to do your bidding. What does that mean to me? It means I'm going to go out and take some action. You know, willingness without action is just wishing. And that's what I've learned. So today I have to take action. If I have to if I want to be a different person, I have to show up as a different person. I do pray. I prayed for years for God to give me a loving, kind heart, and yet I kept on doing the same thing. Same thing, if I want a healthy body, I have to take a walk. God's just not going to zap my body healthy. I have to take action, right? So I want to be loving and kind. I want to do all these things. And, you know, so yes, I pray for that. I pray for the willingness. And then I go out from here and do God's bidding you know, which is to be kind and loving and tolerant and do those actions. Take the, you know, be different person, show up different, have that transformation. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Amy. Thank you so much, Kelly. And before we take Tessa Q, we're just going to remind everyone we are on page 76. We are on the second paragraph, unpacking just that one paragraph only. Uh, Tessa, please go ahead. Good morning. Hi. Can I be heard? I can hear you. I thought I could hear you. You were there a second ago. <laughs> ah, now I'm you're back. Hi. Good morning, everyone. My name is Tessa Q. Um, grateful member of Overeaters Anonymous, grateful recovered compulsive overeater, um, and mild anorexic. Um, just driving on to a huge, dirty, noisy campus. So I'm just going to pull over here and pause for just a second. Um, thank you, moderator, and everyone for doing service. I, I wanted to focus on, and actually from the minute I heard this prayer, this is what I zeroed in on um, all those years ago, good and bad, and the word humbly, um, because I had absolutely no idea what humbly meant. I thought it meant humiliation. It does not. Um, and before recovery, I had absolutely no acceptance of my bad. I only could see my good. I only wanted to believe in my good, um, and I, I, I had an overinflated ego with an inferiority complex. Uh, here's the good news. Um, getting honest about my bad actually turned me into an incredibly useful tool 
for my higher power. And as I'm saying this, and as I'm pulled over on the side of the road, I just want to share that there's this gorgeous bird walking across the road. So I couldn't be driving on the road anyway right now. Um, and while I was trying to unmute and mute myself this morning, I was actually behind someone with a bunch of um, recovery bumper stickers. So I'm always at the right place at the right time. Um, the minute I lose my badge, I'm absolutely no longer of use to anyone in recovery as a sponsor or in an outreach call. Um, and then the other part of the prayer that, again, really struck me, and it continues to strike me because I know that I'm, at a, I'm here, and you can't see me, I'm talking with my hands, I'm here, and my ideal is just around the corner, and I can't see around the corner, but my higher power can see around the corner. Step seven is where my usefulness began with my higher power because that's when I became willing to be in partnership with higher power who rides in the passenger seat of my car, uh, who always had a chair in my office at my previous job. Um, always, I, I, I stop and ask myself, uh, step three, right, am I a child of God or not, higher power? And then is there a character defect standing in the way of my usefulness? Um, that's where the partnership began for me. Um, and that's where I was able to really start to channel um, her desires, not just in my life, but in other people's lives, so I could be useful. Thanks for letting me share. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Tessa Q. Okay, so who else would like to share on what was read? If you haven't shared on uh, Monday or Tuesday, please give me your name. Marcia D. Joanna N. Ken W. H. Priscilla A. W. H. Priscilla H. I've got Marsha, Johan, Ken WH, Priscilla H. Probably take one more. Tanya D. Anne Marie M. Tanya D. Anne Marie M. Okay, we're going to hold there. So I've got. Marsha, Johan, Ken W.H., Priscilla H., Tanya D., and Marie M. Okay, Marsha, I didn't get your last initial, uh, initial of your last name, so you can give me that too. That would be great. Go ahead. You're up. Good morning. This is Marsha D. Can I be heard? Yes. Go ahead. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Um, this, uh, this prayer is so very meaningful to me. Um, I was in a four-year relapse, and during the course of that relapse, one of the things that I maintained from my previous recovery actions was every morning before I um, did anything, I would get out of bed, get on my knees, and I would say this prayer. And um, I really believe that, you know, my higher power, whom I call God, was very much at work in this prayer, even though I was head down in the food, I would start my day with that that reaching out, that connection. So I really um, value each and every word of this prayer and believe that it, it penetrated my heart and helped bring me out of that darkness, although uh, I was so unwilling for so long to do more action steps. That was, that was one that I maintained. So um, I'm just so grateful today to be in a recovered state, and my my fervent desire is really to be of service, to help 
um, and I'm present today in a way that I, I never knew possible, even in the midst of a lot of life storms. Um, you know, my mom's terminally ill and my job's changing and all that stuff. Um, I am able to see and um, do God's will today. So uh, I just wanted to share that, and uh, thank you, everyone, for being there. Thank you so much, Marcia D. Um, that's got to you on your mom. Okay, Ken WH, please go ahead. I'm sorry, Johan M. I got that wrong. Johan M. and then Ken WH. Go ahead, Johan. Hi, good morning, good day. Uh, my name is Johan M. and I'm a recovered compulsive reader in Sweden. Uh, thank you so much for service this morning and for all the shares. Just amazing to, to be here. And such an amazing paragraph as well. And such an important step. This step really shows me that this is not a self-help program, that this is a God-help program, and that God will help me if I am willing. And uh, I came in for my second attempt in Norway uh, a bit over two years ago. Again, beaten by the disease, you know, having again the first step experience. I had many first step experiences, but this time I uh, I uh, got into action. I got into doing instead of just uh, doing nothing. Um, I got introduced to the division meetings. I got a sponsor. I started working the steps really fast. I put the food down. And uh, I remember I was sitting outside and I was doing a fifth step uh, with the sponsor I had at that time. And... Um, after that, I took my hour, and after that, I went through with step six and step seven. And the willingness in step, step six really comes from, from my first step. This time, I was willing to see that this was a life and death matter, uh, which it is. And coming to step seven, I, I humbly asked God to remove these character defects from me. And with that, something amazing happened. Uh, I really felt in my heart that I knew God better. I really felt in my heart that I had forgiven all the people in on my resentment lists. And I really felt in my heart that I wanted to go through the program and I got the willingness also to, to do all my amends. And two days after this, uh, just wake, woke up and my the, the mental obsession with my alcoholic food has disappeared. And it was just a, a fantastic miracle. Um, and since then, I, I, I've been recovered, but, you know, it's a daily work. I use this step every day, multiple times a day when I do my 10 steps. I need to continue to uh, to uh, ask God to remove these character defects. Uh, I, I am a human being, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm constant, or not constant, but, you know, every day it happens stuff that uh, triggers me with fear, with resentment. Uh, so, but through, through step 10, 11, and 12, I can, uh, stay recovered. Thanks, thanks to the, thanks to the, to the conscience contact that with God that I have today. So I'm internally grateful for, for this program, uh, for good sponsorship within our way for these meetings and that I have a daily strong program, uh, that keeps me connected with God. And thanks to that, God keeps me abstinent one day at a time because I cannot keep myself abstinent. But if I keep working the program, God uh, keeps me abstinent. So with that, I pause. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much, Johan M. Okay, Ken WH followed by Priscilla H. Go ahead, Ken. Uh, thank you so much. This is Ken WH, uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Cary, North Carolina. Uh, steps six and seven are right in the middle. There are five steps before, five steps after. Uh, I believe this is the heart, the very, very heart of the program. Um, they kind of hold everything together for me. Um, they're kind of the solid foundation of faith. Uh, step seven is the ultimate statement for me is the ultimate statement of uh, humble surrender and trust. Um, it's the fulfillment in a way of step one for me. Um, step one, I just gave up. <laughs> I was worn out. I was done. Um, here, I am stepping out in a, into a faith that... Uh, at times, frankly, is scary, uh, but at other times is the most fulfilling thing that it really is the most fulfilling thing that has ever happened to me. Um, because I, you know, it says all of me. I'm willing that you should have all of me. And then it says every single defect. And in step six, it was entirely ready. This is, this is the heart for me. Uh, this is absolute surrender. Um, you know, to, to even think in terms of surrendering my entire life to something outside of myself, it's kind of like standing on that cliff and falling off the ledge and not having any idea what's underneath that. Uh, you know, I'm standing on that ledge, I'm, now I'm falling, and I don't have any clue whether or not I'm going to get caught. I just trust God absolutely, no matter what he has in store for me. And this, to me, is utter surrender. It is utter, utter faith. And um, it's just, there's a confident absoluteness about the words all and everything. And uh, it's just so complete. It, it just completes life for me. So I'm so grateful to be here, and thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Ken W.H. Okay, so we have Priscilla H. followed by uh, Tanya D. Go ahead, Priscilla. Thanks. Um, This is Priscilla H., grateful to be recovered and recovering but never cured from my various addictions. This this paragraph, it's it's jumping out at me. It's... um, it's helping me to put into words something that I've been struggling with running around in my mind for several days now. I've heard it said really over and over that the most underutilized steps of all are step two and step 10, and that may very well be true. But along with that, I'm thinking to myself and saying out loud to you, if I if I um, am having to do step 10 over and over and over and over, day after day after day, on the same character defect, if I'm angry all day every day, if I'm resentful all day every day, if I'm terrified or just anxious or somewhere in between all day every day, 
maybe I need to go back and pitch my tent on step seven for a while because step seven tells me that God um, will remove from me these defects of character. It doesn't say instantly. It doesn't say totally. But but the suggestion is there that if I turn these defects of character over to God, along with my sponsor, along with my fellow travelers, but mostly, mostly, if I ask God to remove these defects from me, um, and then I continue to have them day after day after day, I'm I'm missing something here. So I need to um, live on step seven for a while. And I have found in the past that this has been true for for uh, addictions that I was unable to um, change myself, turning them over to my higher power eventually, letting go of them. Um, and turning them over to my higher power is is what makes the difference. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Priscilla. Okay, so we have Tanya D. followed by Anne-Marie M. Go ahead, Tanya. Thanks. Uh, this is uh, Tanya D., Recovered Compulsive uh, Overeater. And, um, you know, to me what's jumping out in this prayer is um, defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows and that particular part which stands in the way um, because when I came into this program I saw step six and seven and said great they're gonna make me perfect um, who doesn't want to be perfect um, and then of course I got a more nuanced um, understanding of them and you know the fact that my character defects you know to some extent they're all still there not as bad they don't interfere as much um, and in some sense, that keeps me humble. Um, one thing that happened, um, you know, I came in program with some weight, with a bunch of weight to lose, and I lost it slowly. And of course, I didn't want to lose it slowly. I wanted to lose it quickly. And now I'm really grateful that the weight loss was slow because I think if it had happened quickly, I would have said, I've got this, I'm cured, you know, um, don't need this anymore. So, um, you know, I think my higher power knew what I needed. and. It, it took what it took, and that's the way, you know, I, I try to think of my character defects, too, is like, you know, I don't know what my higher power wants removed when, um, and ego is definitely a big character defect of mine, and, um, you know, I think if, if my character defects were just miraculously gone, I'd say, okay, great, I'm perfect, and, and, and be out of there. So, um, you know, that's not to say that I think my higher power wants me to uh, suffer or anything like that, but I just try to keep an attitude of humility um, when it comes to uh, the character defects and really focus on why it is that this prayer says I should have them removed because they stand in my way of usefulness to um, my higher power and my fellows. Uh, not just because they're uncomfortable, not just because I don't like them, not just because it would be cooler, you know, I would feel cooler if I um, didn't have particular character defects. Um, and I do think that ultimately when I'm aligned with my higher power in that way and I'm asking them to remove, to be removed so I'm useful, um, I also do get to feel good and, and be happy. But um, I have to put that usefulness first. If I put, you know, sort of myself first and, you know, please remove this character defect because I don't like it, um, then to me that, that doesn't work. That gets me into my head 
um, into myself, into self-obsession, um, and that's not um, humility, and that's not ultimately my higher power's will for me. So I really appreciate um, the emphasis on on the usefulness there. And of course, the fact that my higher power is the one removing them doesn't mean that I don't have responsibilities. Um, you know, I've learned so much from people in these rooms about how to handle situations where normally I'd resort to my character defects because my higher power doesn't just put alternative ideas in my head, I learn them from you. And so if there's a situation where normally I'd get argumentative um, or shut down, thanks, um, you know, I need ideas. <laughs> and, and, and whether I'm able to put them into practice is partly up to my higher power. And with that, I'll pass, thanks. Thank you, Anne-Marie, uh, I'm sorry, Tanya D, Anne-Marie M. Hi, good Great. morning, thank you. Thank you, this is Anne-Marie M. Um, gratefully recovered through God's grace, and I say that because, um, through, through God's grace, because um, I need to remember that it, it's not me that did this. Um, I've relapsed several times over and over again, and I tend to forget um, that uh, my reliance on God is, is the most important so um and it's god that's gotten me through this and and it's helped me remove the obsession um the um i love these two prayers um i love this prayer and this, uh, the third step prayer unlike the the serenity prayer and the uh saint francis prayer um these two prayers i am asking god i am telling god that take me you know I'm here for you. You know, with the, the serenity prayer, it's like, God, grant me the serenity. Like, I'm asking him to give me something. And, although I love the serenity prayer, and as well as the uh, St. Francis prayer, I say, um, I say them first thing in the morning. Uh, but, Lord, make me a channel of thy peace. Like, I'm telling God what I want. But with these two prayers, the third step prayer, uh, God, I offer myself to thee. And my creator, I am now willing that you have all of me. It's like, here I am, God. What do you, what can I do for you? So I just, I love these two prayers. And I have gone through the steps several times. That's, you know, I can't count how many times I've been through the, prayer, uh, the steps. And every single time and every single person has helped me more and more. It's like, um, I'm a huge onion <laughs> if I'll ever get to the core. So this last time, I was I understood that I wasn't telling God what I want Him to remove from me. I was looking at what does God want me to be? Like how does like I have these defects of character? What are the opposites of them? I had never done that before. And what the opposites is not what I how I want to behave, but I was thinking about. What does God want me? How does God want me to behave? How does God want me to turn these defects of character? What are the opposite of them? And um, that's been very, very helpful. Um, and I need to do that more often when I'm doing my 10th step and, and, and asking God, okay, you know, this is where I was, you know, do my 10th step, see my character defects. Okay, God, um, take take this away from me, if it's your will, you know, if it's God's will. And um, he can and will do that for me when I ask, when I cooperate, when I do this work. And I'm living these steps today, not just working them, 
um, I practice them. So I am so grateful, and I just pray that I continue doing this and I don't forget. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, so we have time for uh, probably two more shares. So uh, maybe one share, actually. So who would like to take us out? We are on page 76, the second paragraph. Is there anyone that would like to share? We have time for one more. Diane from Ohio. I'm sorry, who is this? Diane from Ohio. Diane A. Oh, Diane. Diane E. Please go ahead. Hi, this is Diane A. from Ohio. And what strikes me about, and I'm recovered, gratefully recovered, and thank you for your service. Um, What strikes me about this seven-step prayer, which I dearly love and pray it every day, is that it came to me, about 10 days ago when I was doing some nightly review that nothing is was I was uh, <laughs> kind of like oh what I did what did I say something different what should I have done whatever and oh god why when is this going to be lifted you got to know this isn't very good for me or anybody it wasn't anything horrible but I felt like this coming over me of nothing is wasted in God's economy nothing is wasted in my economy Diane trust me I know all this is necessary and on that very day, I had been to a funeral of a young man who was um, my children's age. Of course, they're in their 40s now. And unfortunately and openly, he had problems with addiction and had succumbed to it. And so I was there to be of help to the family, to friends, to my children, my adult children's adult friends. And it came to me that all those character defects, everything you couldn't unleash from, brought me to that funeral. I had never met him. I only knew the kids in the family. And um, as they grew up and were in my home, but I was there to be a comfort to them as they were to me years ago when my husband died. And so it was like I was bringing to me, listen, if you had not, and then I received very unsolicited a uh, message about my daughter, whom I'm not seeing for quite some time from a friend of hers. And I was thanking him for that message. As, and it was like, see, had you not gone there, had whatever was happening in that young man's life not taken place and out of compassion and sympathy you went, you would not have gotten the message I needed you to have today. And, oh, by the way, lots of people have have learned what they've needed to learn dealing with your character defects, Diane, and you've also learned from others. So nothing is wasted. God, and it's a humble message from my higher power that, I have no clue the what and the why and the wherefore. I just need to show up. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Diane. Okay. On that note, perfect timing. We're going to wrap things up. Uh, Thank you to everyone who shared. Thank you to Team Wednesday for your service. Please join us for another awesome second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today's meeting, Wednesday, August 4th, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 17,485. That's 17485. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. 
Will Crystal P. please read a vision for you? Hi, good morning. This is Crystal P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.